Hi, you with Julian on the Brown Notes and why I stand with Brittany Higgins. Um, I've posted quite a lot of videos either relating to her situation or the never-ending misogyny crisis in the Liberal Party, but we've reached some kind of endgame today. Uh, what just happened? So the offence alleged offence i've got to be very careful with my language for legal reasons actually not even for legal reasons for youtube reasons um like anyone would come after me for anything because i don't have anything um the alleged offence was in 2019 and the trial for it which was probably the cause celeb trial of the year uh, involving uh, a lot of media attention and approbation, disapprobation from the... Well, the judge was not happy about a lot of the uh, commentary, running commentary in the media. So that, the trial concluded on the 19th of October, just gone. And on the 27th of October, the shocking news that the judge declared a mistrial because one of the jurors had been conducting their own research uh, and there were documents that they shouldn't have had. So that was a mistrial and there was going to be another trial next year. And the proposition was that the impact on Brittany Higgins was so traumatic that they wanted to be able to use the video, video of the evidence she'd already given in the next trial. And it wasn't declared legal, and she is, as of today, it's been declared that she's in hospital um, having mental health treatment. And the prosecution have withdrawn the charges saying that it isn't worth her life. I'll play what the prosecution said a little later, um, but they're more worried about her life than they are about the trial now. So it's essentially over. Um, if you don't know the story, to have a look through it, because so many people are so convinced one side or the other, to me, even going through the basic timeline is indicative of one way or the other. So apparently on the Friday the 22nd of March 2019, a Liberal staffer called Brittany Higgins and a more senior staffer called Bruce Lerman were out with a group of people. She got very drunk. He offered to take her home in a taxi. Uh, he says that she wanted to go back to the office. So I'll leave those things hanging. Um, she says that she was intending to go home. I believe he said that she was intending to go back to the office paralytically drunk at 2.30 in the morning. He said he went back there to get some keys. Now, he went in at 2.30 in the morning past security and uh, he was successful in, despite not having his, I think they didn't have their pass cards, but were allowed under the rules of entry and the security said it wasn't uncommon for people to appear very late at night in the offices. That's a whole different story that needed to be uncovered because they were both drunk and he, she was paralytically drunk and security didn't seem to bat an eyelid about that, suggesting that it wasn't an uncommon occurrence. Now, he says that he went into the office of Linda Reynolds, uh, or the suite of Linda Reynolds, 
and that Brittany Higgins went one way and he went another way and didn't see her again in the same office. So make of that what you will. He didn't try and find her again. He said that he went to work on a briefing for Prime Minister's Question Time at 2.30 in the morning on Saturday morning the 23rd of March, like you do. Not sure what about the briefing necessitated him being in the um, Linda Reynolds office. So anyway, he leaves fairly quickly, like half an hour. And security do a welfare check on her, found she was naked um, and have attested to how drunk she was when she arrived in the building, uh, indicating that consensual sex wouldn't have been possible, although Bruce Lerman says that no sex took place. She was found naked. Uh, I'm not sure how often you go back to work, paralytically drunk at half two in the morning, and just decide to strip off naked. Three days later, uh, he's called into Linda, Linda Reynolds' office and summarily fired on the spot for breaching security and mishandling a document. Now, security have gone on camera saying that no security breach occurred. So why was he sacked for a security breach? Why wasn't Brittany Higgins sacked for committing the same security breach? She wasn't. Why were cleaners brought into the office first thing next morning? In the week following the alleged assault, she went to the police and gave a detailed statement alleging that she'd been raped. In that same week, she claimed she told her boss, Linda Reynolds, uh, when it blew up, two years later, Linda Reynolds went on sick leave for six weeks, avoiding any further questioning on that. Brittany Higgins claims she also told the Chief of Staff, Fiona Brown, who was very well connected with Scott Morrison at the same time in that same week. It is also alleged, despite both Reynolds and Brown claiming that they weren't made aware of what had happened, that Fiona Brown had given her an assault on surviving sexual assault. And she also says that she told Michaelia Cash, who would end up as her boss, Senator Cash, multiple times. Cash said she didn't find out, like everyone else is saying, until February 21, two years later. Brittany Higgins says she was told to take one for the team because an election was a couple of months away and that she felt guilty about bringing the whole gang down. Her job was moved from one side of Australia, 3,000 miles, to Western Australia. Texts <coughs> reveal that people at the highest level of the Prime Minister's office were made aware of what had happened at the time, but Scott Morrison never knew about an allegation made to the police and allegedly made to senior figures in the government that a female staff member was raped in the, houses of, in the House of Parliament in the office of your party and you are the CEO of the company but you weren't made aware of it even though people who were in the office of you were via text message 
confirmed to have known at the time, but they never told you. I would suggest there's a fair breakdown in communication if your own staff at the highest level didn't warn you about a staff member saying that she was raped <coughs> down the hall from your office. It emerged Scott Ryan, Senate President, <laughs> had found out on the 27th of March and Tony Smith, the Speaker of the House, on the 8th of April. These two are were uh, responsible for security at Parliament House, both previously claimed to have found out in February 2021, two years later. It was in the Canberra newspaper six months after this event, and you've got the most press-conscious Prime Minister in Australian history not knowing for another year and a half, according to him. Everyone knew. The reason that they could never throw each other under the bus is that everyone knew. It is impossible to believe that such a toxic allegation liable to bring the house down would not have been made to everyone. If it was reported in the papers and reported to the police, she reported it to a colleague that, and she was given a sexual assault survival pamphlet. The idea that Scott Morrison didn't know is one of, I think, the biggest lies that he told. Now, why do I stand with Brittany Higgins? Um, I think a lot of people seem to have no ability to judge character. Everything I have seen from Brittany Higgins suggests to me the quality of her character. She is not accused of a grubby past. She is accused of going to the police about being raped in an office and then deciding to remain silent for two years while her employer did nothing. She did not, as some are saying, go to the press until no one had done anything about this for two years. Everything from her demeanour has shown me her the quality of her character. If you're talking about the kinds of things that people, I believe, do. She told independent people, her colleagues and her bosses and the police, three different independent sources were told at the time, within a week, and she did not pursue it. She uh, eventually, I think the same month, or in April, she decided not to pursue the charges knowing what was coming and she was right and she went to the press after two years with incredible bravery knowing what was coming and actually decided she couldn't stand it anymore now any scenario she does this she's a villain the same people that think she's a villain today would say it's because of how she acted to get to today and if she acted in a different manner, they would say it was because she acted in that manner. If she had come forward to the police and carried on prosecuting, they would have said that she was doing it to take the government down back in 2019. There is no scenario where she would not have been painted the villain by exactly the people who are painting her the villain today. What it actually means is the people that are painting her the villain today are sexist and right-wing. Have a look at and like look at the way that Grace Tame has been treated. Look at the way Rosie Batty was treated. Her crime was that her child 
was murdered by the father. And she was still painted as a villain by the same quarters that are painting Brittany Higgins. She wasn't accused of doing anything at all. Not lying about anything. Her child was murdered in public in broad daylight by an estranged husband. She was given Australian of the Year about domestic violence issues. And she still got the same people attacking her. Now, there's a big lie being told by a lot of the people that are attacking Brittany Higgins at the moment. And that is that Bruce Lerman is innocent until proven guilty. It's not a lie to say that you're innocent until proven guilty. It's them lying that they care. If Bruce Lerman was convicted and proven guilty, they would still be saying the same thing about Brittany Higgins. It's garbage that these people were saying, oh, we only care about justice. If he'd been convicted, they'd have said the trial was a sham. The exact same people. It's, there's a section of men that naturally support people accused of rape because they hate women. I mean, how many rapes are reported? Well, these are some US statistics. About one in five US women will experience rape completed or attempted during their life. Uh, and a quarter of men. 81% of women reported experience some form of sexual harassment in their lifetime. One in three of those between the ages of 11 and 17 about 750,000 women uh, said that they were raped in 2018. Something like 30% of women that statistically, it fluctuates a lot, who claim to have been raped ever report it to the police. Now, in my own personal life, I know of six women via themselves or via their closest friend who claim to have been raped. Every single one was drunk with a guy out at night, ending up in some environment just with them and claims that they were raped. Not one of those six ever went to the police. And this is going back to when I was at school, decades ago, all through my life, every now and again, someone pops up and says that they were raped. And it's always been the same scenario. They were drunk, they were in an environment with just this guy, they claimed to have been raped and they never told anyone apart from their closest friend because they knew what damage it would do to their lives. The prevalence of false accusations of rape is somewhere between 2% and 10%. Um, now, add on the fact that 70% of rapes aren't reported. In fact, in uh, 2018, when this study was done, only 25% of rapes were reported. And the thing that we don't talk about as well, uh, which is goes hand in hand with things like, you know, child birth and so on, is that it, there's a real financial impact on this. And the estimated financial impact over the lifetime of a rape victim in America is $122,461. She didn't want to go to trial, and she tried not to until it became too much for her to deal with. Now, this is what the prosecutor said. Um, I'm hoping you can hear it. Well, 
Whilst the pursuit of justice is essential for both my office and for the community in general, the safety of a complainant in a sexual assault matter must be paramount. In light of the compelling independent medical opinion and balancing all factors, I've made the difficult decision that it is no longer in the public interest to pursue a prosecution at the risk of a complainant's life. This has left me no option but to file a notice declining to proceed with the retrial of this matter which I've done this morning. This brings the prosecution to an end. Before concluding, during the investigation and trial as a sexual assault complainant, Ms Higgins has faced a level of personal attack that I've not seen in over 20 years of doing this work. She's done so with bravery, grace and dignity and it is my hope that this will now stop and Ms Higgins will be allowed to heal. Goes to character. Imagine the stress. Imagine the stress of dealing with it by yourself. Imagine, imagine she's telling the truth <clears throat> and you're raped at work and no one does anything about it and no one's ever punished imagine what that would do to you imagine living with it now the right have got some very disturbing fanboys uh, of, of late I'm sure Kanye is still going to be one even though saying that he loves Hitler today uh, with Alex Jones um, you know, Elon Musk, Trump. Um, but for me, uh, Bruce Lerman is kind of like the new Carl Rittenhouse. They are celebrating him as a hero. Um, this is the lowest point, I think, in Australian political history. You've got the Liberal Party it's impossible to credibly say that they didn't know all the way up to Scott Morrison hiding, even if you don't believe her, an allegation of rape in the offices of government to win an election. I cannot possibly see how politics has ever got lower than that in this country. It's almost like the system of trial for any form of sexual assault particularly against women the trauma is part of the defense to re-traumatize the woman is part of the defense and inbuilt into the way that a trial progresses for instance a woman's character in a rape trial can be used against her you wear a short skirt you're promiscuous you previously had sex with this guy anything can be used against you Three women came forward to accuse Bruce Lerman of sexual assault, harassment and rape. I think two counts of rape. This was widely reported in the media in the weeks after Brittany Higgins went public. <clears throat> Nothing about his character was part of the trial. A guy's character doesn't matter. In fact, he actually ended up with a letter of reference from the government that sacked him to his new employer who sacked him after Brittany Higgins went public everyone's saying why did she go to the press it seems stuff only happened after she went to the press to be honest 
I think the response to Brittany Higgins is um, and Grace Tame and everyone else is symbolic of an inbuilt cancer in this country of misogyny. There's a direct line between Julia Gillard, Ditch the Witch, Bob Brown's Bitch and Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins. There's no difference between the treatment of these women along the way people like Rosie Batty. Woman, know your place. Don't step out of line. And it's always from the right, and it's always part of this hierarchical, patriarchal paradigm that we have in this country that seems to stem from the Liberal Party and goes back to these posh boy schools where we see them on coaches chanting misogynist slogans and where people like our previous Attorney General Christian Porter was accused of being a rampant misogynist when he was a 20-year-old. It seems to come up through their breeding, through their culture, and through the fact that they almost always get away with it. I think one good thing about this whole affair is everyone inside their own heads knows the truth and has to live with it forever. But it's infuriating that the her employer, the Liberal Party, will forever have gotten away with covering up the rape of uh, alleged rape of one of their staff members in order to win an election and then lying about it. Um, nothing will ever happen to any of these people. The most serious allegation against government in relation to staff I've probably witnessed since I've been in this country, no one paid. In fact, the only people that came close to really paying were women. And no one ever asked again why women don't come forward. Brittany Higgins never came forward back in 2019 knowing the destruction that would be wrought on her. And she came forward two years later and was right. So I stand with Brittany Higgins and I really hope that you get better. And I don't know how I would have dealt with the last couple of years of your life. And there'll always be the worst part of Australia that blames you, but the better part of Australia stands with you.